Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we are going through Proverbs 1, verse 7. Yep, I'm just going to go straight through Proverbs. I think it's a great book. I don't know if I'll do this for other books, but I know Proverbs is a great book. I'll probably do it for the Psalms, actually, because it's good to reflect on the Psalms. But I say that because Psalm is right next to Proverbs. Like, I can see Psalms in my Bible right now. But Proverbs 1, verse 7, that is what we're going over today. Let me go ahead and read it, and I'll tell you what it means to me. So, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So when I read this, I I hear two things. First, meditation, which is listening to God, listening to yourself, and then extreme ownership and accountability. So, why do I say meditation? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When I hear that word fear, I think reverence. Just from being in the church, hearing many pastors preach on this, that word fear kind of means reverence when you like translate it back to like, I think Greek or Latin or whatever it is. So when you revere the Lord, in my mind, you obey the Lord. And when you obey the Lord, you have to communicate with the Lord. Mostly listen, actually, but you also have to speak to the Lord and be like, hey, I I accept that um, call for my life, basically. So to fear the Lord is to revere the Lord. To revere the Lord is to obey the Lord, and to obey the Lord is to listen to the Lord. And that's why I say meditation. Meditate on his scripture, write it on your heart, and um, pray and ask, God, what do you have for my life? Like if I had all the money in the world, all the time in the world, nobody's expectations on my shoulders, what would you call me to do with my 16 hours every day? If I could do one thing in my life and I knew I wouldn't fail, what would you call me to do? Because I ask those questions because they help you kind of step out of yourself, step out of fear, and step into love. Because I think we're all called to love, all called to serve people. And I don't think a lot of us are doing that on a daily basis, including myself. So um, that's why I say meditation, listening to God and listening to yourself. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So listen to the Lord, fear him, revere him, obey him, and you will get knowledge from that listening, right? And then I say extreme ownership and accountability because fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so when I think of this, um, I feel like it's in the Bible to tell me not to be a fool, basically, which means don't despise wisdom and don't despise instruction. Well, in order to not despise wisdom and to not despise instruction, I need to take extreme ownership over the fact that I may act like a fool sometimes and I may seek the opposite of wisdom stupidity, I guess, um, foolishness, and I may um, seek the opposite of instruction. And I feel like for me, when I have trouble um, receiving instruction, receiving wisdom, it's because I have a problem with authority. So it's either a pride problem, actually, it's just a pride problem for me. It's like an ego problem. It's like, I think I'm better than you. I don't think you should be telling me what to do. And so that's why it's easy for me to listen to the Bible. It's hard for me to listen to other humans because Honestly, I think I'm better than a lot of humans, and that's one of a, that's a character flaw I have. I try not to act like it. Like, I always try to listen first. I always try to um, serve and 
kind of put other people first, but I kind of know, like at a heart level, I, there's a lot of pride that I have. And that pride, honestly, probably comes from fear because when I look at people, I'm like, I just don't want to be seen as sucking, if that makes sense. And so I convince myself I'm better so that I can take the action to actually be better. Just some mental tricks I've had to play with myself over the years to get through my life. But I don't always think that's a good thing because we're all loved. We're all loved equally. And it's not a better or a worse. It's how far can we go together? So that's also a mental model that I try to, um, I try to adopt. However, I know my default is thinking I'm better than people and not listening to them. And so um, it's always like a competition for me, which, you know, that just is what it is. That's just me being vulnerable and sharing with you guys. But that's why I think of extreme ownership. When I think of this verse, fools despise wisdom and instruction, take extreme ownership over your pride, over your ego in the situation and learn to listen first, learn to humble yourself. And then accountability comes from that instruction piece, right? When you get instruction, you need to be held accountable to applying that instruction because learning without action is pointless, really. It's irrelevant. And so where has this shown up in my life? I would say seeking courses and seeking feedback. I always loved reading stuff about real estate, personal development, whatever skill I'm trying to learn, whatever thing I'm trying to do in my life, I absorb content about that thing because I love to shorten my learning curve. And I seek feedback from people. Like when I was writing my blog in college about raising the standard of living to middle-class America across the world, back then I talked about it as ending poverty, but you wanna focus on where you're going, not where you're coming from, right? which was another piece of feedback I got, look at that. But um, yeah, I just was writing that blog and I would love for people to give me feedback on it because I was like, hey, I know I'm just some 19, 20 year old kid writing about my ideas for ending poverty and I don't know a lot about the world, but give me feedback, tell me the problems with my writing and then we can solve the problems so that we create a full guide of like, hey, this is how you do it. And when we create that guide, like, then we'll have a guide to end poverty or to raise the standard of living to middle-class America, as I like to say now. So that's just something I think is uh, really cool about my life, but I think more often I am being silly and I am not spending the money on the mentor, the course, or the piece of information, even the book, or I'm not spending the time to read the book or listen to the podcast that will take me to that next step. Instead, I'll play Fortnite or I'll play Candy Crush or I'll spend time with Gracie, but I would do that every day of the week. Like, no, not even a question. I, I don't care about, um, like Fortnite can be dropped. Candy Crush can be dropped. My time with my fiance, Gracie, that's not going anywhere. So um, yeah, I just think often I'm silly and I don't spend my time well and I don't spend my money well in investing in the SME 500, as Alex Hormozzi likes to say or I'm not focused enough to receive instruction. And here's what I mean by this. I have shiny object syndrome as an entrepreneur. So when I read this, it's like fools despise wisdom and instruction. Oftentimes entrepreneurs will tell you to focus. Um, more experienced entrepreneurs will tell you to focus. And in addition to that, when you are kind of going six ways at once, like your, your hand is in six different entrepreneurial pots, it's hard to receive wisdom and instruction from one of those. Instead, you're trying to seek wisdom and instruction from all of them, and it's hard to have six mentors telling you six different things for six different situations. And so what I think is really interesting about that is the fact that when you are focused on one thing and 
you can receive wisdom and you can receive instruction, not only from a mentor, but from your experience in that thing. For example, if I am trying to sell insurance, sell real estate, buy real estate, do this, do that, do this, if I'm trying to do all six of those things, my experience is giving me feedback. So maybe when it's selling insurance, I need to handle an objection like this. Well, when it's selling real estate, I need to handle an objection like this. Well, if I'm getting two sources of feedback because I'm doing two things, how do I handle that objection? Even though it might be a price objection, in both scenarios. Now I'm not saying you handle the price objection in a sales call differently for those two, just a hypothetical example. But I think when I'm thinking about it, my shiny object syndrome has hindered me from receiving instruction effectively because my attention's so split. So I don't even have the time to like go seek out a mentor, build a relationship with a mentor because my time horizon is so short and um, it's just really, yeah, I'm not focused. And so nobody can really tell me what to do anyway. Because that pride comes into play and I'm like, I can do all of this at once, right? So there's a lot of things going on there, but that's kind of where this has shown up in my life. Um, fools despise wisdom and instruction. I've been the not foolish where I've sought it out and then I've been the foolish where I've rejected it and I despised it and it hurt my pride so I didn't go after it, right? Where do I want it to show up in my life? I really want to humble myself in every situation and then become closer to God. So the, the humility comes from not wanting to be a fool. So instead of despising wisdom and instruction, I need to humble myself, swallow my pride, and seek out wisdom, seek out instruction, and then I think ultimately that, ultimately that happens by being closer to God. And that's where the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge comes into play. When you spend time with God, when you take the time to revere God by obeying God through listening to God, which you listen to him by spending time with him, being in conversation with him, which is prayer which is reading the word, a lot of those spiritual disciplines. When you take the time to do that, you get closer to God and you start to know his word and you start to discern what his word is in your life. So that's where I want it to show up in my life and how you can apply it to your life. I would say sit in silence, like just start with some meditation. Meditation doesn't have to be anything crazy. You can go on prayer walks like I do. You can do art, you can dance, you can work out. You can just sit in silence, literally. Um, you can go on hikes, you can do earthing where you take off your socks and like put your feet in soil or whatever it may be. Maybe it's like riding a horse. Um, <laughs> it could be anything really. And so I would say just take a minute out of your day and meditate in the way that appeals the most to you. And again, I listed off a, a bunch of options, but do what you like best. That's all we got for you guys today. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Let me know what you think of the new format. And yeah, we will see you on the next one. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.